Hello, and it's that time again. Knock here the weights, up to Scotland we go. Sam and I take you through the preview pod. Hello, and welcome back to this week's preview podcast. Uh, we will be heading up north of the border this week uh, to Knock Hill in Scotland, uh, a famously probably wet and wild, windy track but we had that last time out in autumn and it looks as if there might be some changes this weekend and it might be a bit dry yeah it looks like we're going to be getting the best of the scottish summertime uh <laughs> all, th- all three days of it <laughs> yeah all three days of it it's happened to coincide with the knock hill weekend highs of a absolutely breathtaking 14 degrees it's because it's bank holiday isn't it so it's going to be a hot one i mean jokes aside even though it's not going to be wet it's going to be cool um, which yes will be interesting because We've had fairly hot or wet conditions. This is going to be dry, but probably actually the first dry but cool weekend we've had, actually, because there were spots in Donington here and there. Um, obviously, Brands was hot, hot, hot. Sweltering. Alton Park was damp. Um, so this is probably actually our first dry but cool weekend. Yeah, I, I think because of the cooler weather, the BMWs might actually struggle. Obviously, from what Turkington was saying, that they thrive in the hot weather that we saw at Brands. And I, I think with the tight and twistiness of the track that they might actually struggle this weekend. I think they're going to find it very difficult to get temperature into the tyres um, quickly. It's going to take them a lot of laps to warm up. I'm interested to see how Sutton's going to cope as well, being in a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. Um, because actually I think that they might be quite slow for the first section, but the second's quite quick. But that's then difficult to warm the tyres up if you're just driving them straight. Yeah. So yeah. it could be a bit of a nightmare for the rear-wheel drive cars this weekend. Although actually from what we have seen, Sutton's Infinity does seem to warm the tyres up quicker mm, than the BMW does. does for some reason. And and Moffitt managed to um, have the, the same car here th- this time last year, um, and he managed to do fairly well considering he was fairly new to the car at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And so the, the, the main title protagonists we have have all gone fairly well here over the last two years. I mean, I know that last year Colin lost some points to Andrew here, but he still had two uh, top ten finishes. Yep. Uh, has won race. No, he hasn't won a race here, so he's had a po- two podiums. It's very last consistent year. here, isn't he? The, yeah. hon- the Hondas seem to like this circuit, especially the smaller ones. Yeah, absolutely. Because we saw how well the Rory did last year. Um, Ash Sutton has won here. Tom Ingram should have won here. <laughs> go to my talking points uh, post for that. So I mean, all the your usual suspects should be up there this weekend. Yeah, it will certainly be interesting. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with some of the news that we came out from the week um, Team Hard mm. after the difficult weekend that they had last weekend um, I think every single car was involved in some sort of altercation or damage Yeah. Um, and consequently two of the Volkswagen CCs won't be at Knockhill this weekend no. um, this will be Nick Hamilton obviously because of the accident that he had at the end of race 3 and Ollie Brown. I think Ollie Brown's is probably a bit more cautious on his health consideration as well, um, but it is to do with mainly damage to the car. Yeah, so after the 
crash of race three at Alton Park, it transpired that Hamilton's chassis is twisted. Yep. Uh, and obviously, with only a week between races, and Team Hard, I, I believe, travelled straight to Knock Hill from Alton I, Park. I believe all all teams did, and no teams were actually able to go back to base. Oh, okay. Um, and so they were all trying to prep as much stuff as they could to take with them to Alton Park to then carry on back further north, because uh, Alton Park's one of the most northerly circuits in the actual UK. Yeah, and then when you consider that shakedown is on Thursday, so you've actually only really effectively got Monday afternoon, Tuesday and Wednesday to get the car fixed, yep. and you're just not going to fix a broken chassis or a twisted chassis in that time. I think you're right with Ollie Brown, I think part of that's probably being a little bit um, careful on yep. the health, it was rib damage he sustained in that accident. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a, a short spell in hospital to make sure that he was all okay after the incident, um, but yeah, I can imagine how much that would be hurting to try and go racing the weekend after it happened. And if it's, you know, big enough incident to cause him those kind of rib problems, and it's you can imagine it's fairly substantial damage to the car, even though at the time yes. it looked fairly innocuous the bonnet flipped up and you had a jolly good laugh about it but actually it's probably a fair bit of under damage well this is also probably the first time that he has had such an experience of having a crash of that sort of yeah. force and impact um, obviously being a a Palmer sport driver before he's normally fairly used to not being in accidents yeah. and being in the cut and thrust of racing it's a bit different I'm just reading the update here whilst whilst talk about it he has actually had to draw from medical grounds it yeah. has officially come out with a hairline fracture on the rib yeah originally it was only sort of bruised or sprained ribs but actually a hairline fracture had to go to hospital you you can't really expect to race like that when it, it it'll, every time you breathe it will yeah. give you pain yeah um so yeah we can completely understand why he's pulled out this weekend um so there'll be a slightly smaller grid um however we will have pmr again um, yep. Mike Bushell will be taking up his second weekend obviously he made his debut here last season for RCIB in the Honda Civic so I think it's fair to say he will make a vast improvement on what he did here last year where he retired from all three races you'd hope um, but it will be interesting to see how he deals with the car because I believe he won't have any weight on this weekend uh, no, he shouldn't do because he's now served that penalty, as it were, for having uh, come into the championship midway through. Uh, so he should be weightless this weekend. But I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on. Yeah. Um, I think the Astra, the Astra generally likes this circuit. Um, Plato and Collard were were doing okay here last year. I think Collard had one retirement due to a technical issue. Yeah. So Plato recorded a 12th and 8th and 8th here last year, and Collard. I've just got to find him on the list. See if it came down quite. <laughs> yeah, he was quite lowly in last year's championship, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I've got to try to list that course card. There we go. Uh, he had a, a non-contested, a 17th and a 16th. Yeah. So, so, but to be fair to, to, to PMR and that car, Collard's season last year was, that pretty much told the story of Collard's season last year, in fairness. So. Yeah, it certainly did. Um, obviously, getting more back into last year, um, Butcher's home circuit, he was very strong here last year, wasn't he? Well, you yeah, know, he's a... Brother-in-law to Gordon Shedden. Yes. So and Gordon Shedden owns, owns the circuit. Said, still own the circuit. I, I mean, it, it, they're certainly high up here, aren't the, they? The family certainly own the circuit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's fair to say he knows it like the back of his hand. Yeah. He also um, has a sponsorship with him on the, his um, uh, driving uniform. So I think it's fair to say that you'd expect this to be a track that he, as you say, knows incredibly well. Knows where that extra 
yard for breaking is, or yep. you know, so should see him do well here. Obviously, Flash always went fairly well here as well, so we should see. You'd have thought Butcher do well. Yeah, he loved the circuit. Um, I think the Hondas will be strong here as well. It's a fairly Honda-based circuit because of how tight and twisty it is. I think the BMW will struggle to um, exceed their power advantage that they're set to have. You see, on paper, the car, you're right, the Honda should go well here. I'm still to be convinced by the Honda this year. And <laughs> Which I'm, one? All of them? No, the FKA. So I think Hill okay. and Osborne are showing there's still good life in those old Civics when the engines aren't blowing up. Yeah. Um, Hill was very competitive last weekend and drove a very good weekend at Alton Park. Yes. Um, the FKA just doesn't... I don't know. It, it was so good last year, but it just doesn't seem... I don't know. Chilton's not quite got to grips with it yet. There's signs he is... He is yep. doing so. Cook, I think it's more the driver than the car, I have to say. Is that some, some Te- decisions. Temperamental. Yeah, and to be fair, Kreese has markedly improved in it. Yes. But yeah, over at Dynamics, or Halfords, I always call them Dynamics, but they are Halfords, Cambridge has had a very mixed season already, and Neil might as well not bother showing up as of yet. <laughs> now, so I'm not entirely sure if it yeah, how good the car is this year, and I've been particularly shocked across the FK8s about the reliability much as anything else. Yeah. So I think one to potentially look out for who we've almost not spoken about yet in, in a car that could go well here is Ingram and the Toyota yeah. should they not have any problems this weekend yep. as well. Um, historically or well, last year here in the uh, Toyota for the first time an 8th, a 6th and a 5th not a terrible weekend for a new car. Consistent points weren't they? Yep. Which is which is all you can really ask for. Um, we know that it doesn't take many wins to win the championship as long as you're consistent. Yep. Um, and that's certainly what he's been showing so far this season. Obviously, he was unfortunate in race three at Alton. Yep. And then in um, 2018 here, Tom Ingram had a sixth, what should have been a podium, but <laughs> I'm not going down that route again. And then a sixteenth. So it's a track he does fairly well at generally. Yep. Um, and that car could well be suited here this weekend, though again. I'm not quite sure they're getting everything they can out of that car at the moment as well. If I remember rightly, you said in the review podcast that we had, um, go and listen to it if you haven't, um, that you'd be interested to see how the Hyundai's would go here. I am interested because they're not really a saloon in the sense of the BMW, but they're certainly not a hatch. No. They are, they are effectively a coupe, effectively. Yeah. More so. I know they're not, you know. So I am slightly interested because you know, they're such a w- an odd shape on the grid in, mm. in the sense that they, they don't conform to the hatchback and they don't conform to the saloon. You know, I very much think it was the BMWs and the Audis as the saloons of the grid. Yep. Um, and the Volkswagens. And the Volkswagens. Can't forget those. Never, <laughs> never overlooked the Volkswagens. Uh, whereas this, to say, is more sleek. It's not sort of that same style as those cars. Mm. So I am interested to see how they go here. I mean, as a, as a yardstick in 2019... Well, last year, Senna did really quite well here in the Subaru. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, exactly that. Fifth and a sixth. Uh, Proctor got a uh, fifth and a fourth in a retirement. Yeah. And Chris Smiley scored three points, finishes a sixth and eleventh and a fourth. Yeah. Um, that was Smiley's second, third best result of the season uh, in terms of where he finished. He did have a second and two thirds that year as well. So both drivers seem to like the circuit um, but in a brand new car to the circuit it will be very much a learning experience for them Um, I think they should be happy to be where they've been so far which is on the verges of the top 10 if not just inside and I think if they're lucky maybe further up the grid from the reverse grid in race 3 
Yeah, I think that's what they've got to be aiming for this weekend is to get you know solid points on the board, and as you say, to try and perhaps steal something in race three, as it were, with a reverse grid. Whatever driver we've not mentioned so far who normally goes quite well around here, Adam Morgan, winner last time out uh, yep. at Orton Park on the reverse grid race. Uh, last year, uh, he had one of his better weekends here with a ninth, a seventh, and a third. Goes fairly well here. Yeah, the the Mercedes is probably is this the track that it's most suited to maybe, um, being a, a smaller and more nimble car. So yeah, I, I think we could see yeah. another strong performance from Morgan. Yeah, and probably expecting more of the consistency that he's shown so far this season. And it'll be interesting to see actually more how his teammate does when we know how good the car can be at this circuit. I think this is Morgan's second best circuit for that car. For some reason that I can't put into words, Thru he seems to go so at Thruxton, yeah. which I can't understand at he, all. But he seems to just have Thruxton. His resurgence last year happened at Thruxton, yeah. which then carried on through the last four rounds of the season. Yeah, where the second Thruxton meeting last year, I think he had a third, a second, and a fourth, perhaps I know all yeah. but I think he yeah, was there. Yep. So, But other than that, I think you're right. I think Not Kill is his, his second best circuit. And on paper, it's one the Mercedes should be more suited to. I don't understand how it works so well at Thruxton. And, and and he'll be on a high. Yeah, from absolutely. absolutely. And his confidence will be right up there. Yeah. Um, should we get into some predictions then? We've had a little overview of what we are sort of expecting from each yeah. of the teams. Um, one team that we haven't mentioned, actually, Audi. Obviously, I Jake Hill took his first win here last season in that Audi. Yes, it was on a reverse grid. So it shows that it's got a little bit of pace around here. I think that's more perhaps the driver than the car. Because we saw last week Bobby on the front row that the Audi yeah. fell very quickly. And obviously Gornell's weekend everybody got started last uh, last weekend. I'm not expecting much from GKR um, Audis here this weekend. I'm not. Maybe I'll be surprised if they can get both drivers scoring points this weekend. That's got to be what they've got to be aiming for. Yeah. I don't see a Jake Hill style shock. Uh, I think the Audi doesn't have the same pace as last year. Hill had already won at Alton Park, don't forget, albeit to have it taken away. Yep. And it also had a couple of other good results along the way. Um, I don't think... I mean, actually, you look at Jake Hill's results last year, that win at Lockheed was an anomaly. He was more in the latter mm. end of the top ten. So I yep. think that's got to be looking for. Sort of ninth to 15th consistently across the three races, and they'll be happy with that. Yeah, I certainly think Gornell will be looking to improve this weekend Yeah, after a, a lacklustre and a struggling weekend last time out. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, we'll move on to the predictions now. Um, we'll go through qualifying, all the races, and uh, can't forget commentary bingo. Which we've been terrible at so far. Well, you have. Well, we'll get first into our qualifying predictions for the Saturday. Obviously, you can watch that live on the ITV website yep. uh, about 20 past three, I believe. It's more fun than it sounds. It is. It's good to see how the session progresses and if we have had possibly a sprinkling of rain, whether the track will start to rubber in and times will start to ramp up. And especially with Knock Hill, it's a very busy track yeah. to have, what, 25 cars on this weekend. Um, so it will be interesting to see who can get their lap time in and of course who will have their lap times deleted. I'm not expecting so much deletion this weekend because there's not the same levels of track limits that there are other tracks so there's not the same areas to run wide because it is that slightly twistier. It's going to be through the uh, chicane if you straight line it yeah. too much isn't it? But yeah. given the fact that 
that chicane is straight lined pretty much all the time. I think it's always, almost always going to be down to judgment this weekend as well because obviously they don't have the pressure pads there up at Knock Hill. No, so I don't actually think we're going to see many deleted this weekend because yeah. it's, a, it's a known fact that the chicane is effectively a straight yeah. with a bit of a dip in the way. <laughs> um, okay, so we go to predictions then. So who do you predict will be qualifying on pole this weekend? Uh, the way that the last two rounds have gone and the single lap speed that Butcher has in that Ford and also being his home circuit I I honestly can't see anyone else being on pole apart from Butcher slightly more uh, balanced this weekend a little bit more yes but, but we know how well it carries it I was about to say but I do agree with you I think it's going to yeah. be Butcher I think the only person that might have get in pole is Kamish yeah. you know, uh, who is a very good qualifier but I'm with you I, I and I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the Quite bigger gaps between pole and second place. Yeah, I'm not saying maybe a tenth or two rather yeah, than the thousands. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So we're not going to get seconds between first and second, obviously. No. But I think this will be one of the bigger gaps. Um, so I also am going butcher for qualifying. Yeah, it's the first time I've sw- swerved away from Camish and you watch, he'll, he'll stick it on pole now. Of course he? he will. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely will. Um, okay, uh, race one. I think we've gone the same here as well, actually. Yeah, butcher we have again. butcher again. Um, it's a fairly short run to turn one and obviously I think the first two or three rows are actually downhill yeah um, so that normally helps those those drivers get started well and hold the lead into turn one and then it's apart from the uh, probably first corner and the hairpin there aren't that many t- places to overtake no unless you power pass on the straight of course which yeah. might happen if, as he's got balance on if somebody lighter comes through like a cookie or somebody yeah. um, but no I think Butcher from pole will go on to win the race um, I think the only thing that they might need to worry about slightly this weekend motorbase is the tyres. We've got another weekend of different conditions. On the cooler track, it shouldn't be the same problem. But the cooler track should make it a lot easier. Um, I also think the undulations in this track will put different stresses on different parts of the tyre. Whereas at Brands, it was very much you get the same sort of stresses on the tyres because of the nature of the corners. Yeah, and of course, as anyone's going to know how to manage tyres around here, it'll be Butcher as well. Yes. But it's just one thing to consider for Motorbase, given that they are the only team so full of shit that seems to have had such spectacular problems <laughs> yeah. with the tyres. Uh, race two, then. Um, I don't think Butcher wins race two. I think we've shown him when he's got full ro- uh, weight ballast on board, he's quick, but he's not that as quick, which no. we saw at Orton Park last weekend. Um, Sutton for me for race two. Okay, uh, it's going to be a typical Sutton weekend for me. He'll qualify tenth or something, <laughs> come through um, race one, get very little weight on board, and then power through off the line for race two and, and just chase down the heavier cars. Okay, I, I think weight here makes less of a difference. Um, last year out, Butcher had to carry weight from winning the first race and still it managed to get onto the podium. Yeah. Um, but I am going to go for Camish for race two because okay. I think he will be up there in qualifying second race. He'll have a little, little less weight than Butcher. Yep. Um, and we'll, the Hondas like this track, so I think they'll they'll come through in race two. I've got a feeling that Sutton's either going to have his weakest weekend of the season or pretend, or will do what he's been doing so far. But yeah. if there if there is going to be a weak point, I think it's going to be here or Thruxton. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. For his sake, I hope it's not Thruxton because that's where we'd expect the BMWs to go well at. Yes. Although last year they struggled. But we'll yes. get to that on the preview for Thruxton. <laughs> um, race three then. It's always a bit of a gamble because we don't know who's oh. going to come in through the field and who's going to get the reverse grid. Hang on, I'll get the hat. Do you want to pick a name? Twelve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've changed mine from when we did the pre-pod chat. Uh, I did have Oliphant originally, but no, I've gone off Oliphant. Oh. Um, I'm going Ollie Jackson. 
Okay. Because I think that he'll be there or thereabouts in the top ten this weekend. You know, he didn't have a great time out at Alton. You were toying with him last weekend, weren't you? And I'm glad I didn't because he didn't have a great weekend no, at he didn't. Alton. But I think he'll come back strong. Alton's a difficult track if you're still yeah. learning a car. It's it, it's deceptive because on paper it looks easy because it looks fairly <laughs> long and fairly fast. It is a difficult circuit. It's yeah. Different uh, camber. There's lots of different types of corners for, chucked in there. Um, and if you're still learning the car and getting used to what what you can and can't do with it, you can get bogged down. And if you get bogged down at Alton as well, you can't overtake very easily. No. So you might have the, the speed in the car, but you've not got the overtaking opportunities. Whereas here, he's going to have the guru of Butcher to help him. Yes. I know Butcher can't drive for him, but he can give him, <laughs> he can give him tips that he, you know, other drivers won't have. I think he's going to be there or thereabouts this weekend. So he could quite easily get in contention for the front row or thereabouts in the grid reversal. And he's shown already this season, uh, Brands Hatch could have done or gone to got a podium or even win the race had the tyre not gone Yeah. so I think he won't struggle out the front he's shown he's a good racer he's shown he can drive that car well we we're very mm. impressed with how he defended the brands yes. so there's no reason he can't win a race this year ok interesting uh, I'm going to go for someone else a bit left field someone who's had a probably mediocre season at best um, I'm going to go for Tom Chilton Oh, history repeating itself um, to win the third race I, I don't know, I just seem to have this feeling that the Hondas will start to kick on. We saw some signs of pace at Alton Park from Chilton, and yeah. obviously we saw the pace that Cook managed to get out of that car with no weight on board. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see Chilton come through and possibly get reverse grid, maybe top three, and then kick on to a win, but he hopefully. Took, he took a reverse grid win here in 2018. Oh, yeah. Um... I am less excited by your... Skeptical. Skeptical, that's the word. We'll go with that. Just because this season, he seems to be very good at getting to fifth or sixth and yeah. then can't push on. Yeah. Now, I know that if he gets to reverse grid, then he might be bumped up to that mm. part to, and be able to go from there. But I think that he struggles to just go that next step. And I wonder if, even if he does get to the front row of the grid, who's around him and yeah. whether he'll then be able to defend them off. Yeah, but, I think it will be very very dependent on who finishes around sort of like that 6th to 12th area for the reverse grid um, and obviously we probably change our predictions on the day when we see yeah. how the drivers are qualified and then how the race comes out and we always seem to make different predictions then but I that's ha- what I'm going for I half thought about putting Bushel on pole but I decided against it Ooh. that would have been a shout and a half yeah but, it would actually I wouldn't rule out a Bushel podium this weekend no I wouldn't rule so it out. Certainly a good points finish, maybe top six. I wouldn't rule out Bushel getting on pole for race three, um, but we shall see. And if we he does get see. on pole, I think he could win it from there. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Jackson and Chilton. Okay, so just before we go on to commentators bingo, you did get a good result last weekend with Alton Park. You predicted Sutton for race two. Yep. So congratulations. You are race. absolutely out in front of me. I have had one correct prediction all year, and I shared it with you. Which was Camish at Brands GP. So yeah. I need a good weekend. You do. You uh, certainly do. Moving on to commentators bingo. Neither of us got uh, any last week, so perhaps he's not as predictable as we thought. <laughs> um, moving on to this week, I have the following three. He's just a passenger. It is going to come up some point <laughs> in the year. It just is. Uh, Colin lost a lot of points here to Andrew Jordan last year. Tim Harvey said that about five times in the Orton Park coverage. So yeah. 
I expect that to come up again as if we've all forgotten that happened a week ago. And the most pointless bollard in Britain or motorsport or something to that effect from when they take it out inevitably in the first lap. Okay, so uh, my first one is going to be... He's going to look for the cutback here coming out of the hairpin because there are so many oh, yeah. different lines that you can take into that hairpin to get a good run up the straight. Um, then... We're going to have Tim bring up the link between Butcher and Shedden and it being his home circuit oh, and he always clever. goes well here and something along those lines because he's Scottish basically. Yeah, I can imagine in the first race. Let's not forget Rory Butcher is of course brother-in-law with Gordon Shedden who, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah, yeah, I can see that coming up, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the third one, oh, shall I go for something a bit left field? Well, you're far enough ahead to give it a risk, let's be honest. Uh, I'm going to say that someone's going to get a puncher Ooh. or suspension damage, and Tim Harvey is going to get mixed up between the two. Oh, okay. Right away, it's left field. It is a bit left field, but we know that there is a little bit of contact that can be had at uh, Knock Hill, yep. and if a toe link goes out and he goes, oh, has he got a puncher? And we'll go, no, he's broken the toe link, Tim. <laughs> Do you think, I didn't ask you this actually earlier on, we should have perhaps covered it in the first part, how's... Uh, Bobby Jackson going to do this weekend Bobby Jackson oh dear Ollie Thompson sorry Ollie Thompson, Ollie Thompson. Yeah. how's Ollie Thompson going to get on this weekend oh. Steve Ryder said it so many times he'd convinced himself of it he convinced he? me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all this time we've been calling him Ollie Jackson but he's not it's Ollie Thompson who's he on about I love oh. to I love to try to put it on Paul as well like here's your driver Ollie Jackson here's your driver of the day a couple of weeks back you have so many of them well, yes, it's the driver of the day, and then and then he questioned the graphics that came yeah. up. Is this right? Is this right? Ollie? Yes. Ollie, Ollie, oh no, is it Bobby Thompson? Are we sure? Oh, I thought it was Ollie Thompson. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. It was the closest to a cami. There's been a red card at Fretton Park yeah. uh, that we've probably had in a while for the BTC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. well, I think that probably sums up the uh, pod uh, and brings us to a nice close. The prediction is always a nice bit of fun to leave us with. Um, we really need for the championship Colin to do badly this weekend, don't we? Because he's running out of tracks to do badly at. He, he's going to need to have a poor weekend, which I think all drivers probably probably do at some point during the season. Um, obviously, we know him to be one of the most consistent drivers in the championship. Um, but yeah, just to keep it open and interesting and bring Kamish back into that title fight that you think he's out of. He is out of. Um, yeah, we, we certainly need some drivers to have some different results, should we well, say. Well, just looking at the calendar, I'd argue we've got three Colin tracks in a row with Fruxton, Silverstone and Croft. Croft in particular. Yeah. Snetterton, he's always quite good at as well. But Snetterton in the cold could be interesting yeah. in October. And then Brands in November, where he's normally very good, but Brands in the snow... Yeah, <laughs> could be interesting. Oh, but yeah. I think that you know, from the point of view of the championship, you'd expect that he's going to have three good rate, three, three good weekends in a row with Thrux and Silverstone and Croft. Um, so we could perhaps do with Butcher doing even a triple crown this weekend. <laughs> Which I think, it, I've said before, I think this year it will happen. I think this is one of the most likely times it will happen is Butcher to get a triple crown this weekend. Or Sutton. I don't think Sutton will get on here. I think no. Sutton will get a triple crown perhaps at Snetterton. Okay. But I don't think he, or Silverstone, but I don't think he gets one here at Knockhill. Alright then. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the pod. Uh, we'd like to hear your predictions for qualifying and the three races, and maybe even your commentator bingo quips. You can even do a Sam and Russell bingo if you like. I'm sure we we also repeat things on the 
Yeah, it's normally, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or moving on. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, we hope you enjoyed this weekend of racing. And, again, we'll be back. Bank Holiday Monday. Um, with the review podcast. And we'll take you through all the action if you unfortunately miss it. Yeah, until then, have a good weekend. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 